Greetings, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you another Thursday. Before we get started, I want to tell you that the month of June will be a dedication to Juneteenth. And so we will have different guests each Thursday so that we will have a complete understanding of what Juneteenth is and what it means to us and where we fit into uh, what we consider to be Juneteenth. That is now a national holiday. And so so with that being said, I have a wonderful guest that I had the opportunity to be with for two days, two good days, Sunday and Monday, as the Juneteenth family had a flag raising of the Juneteenth flag at City Hall. So if you guys are ever around City Hall, I need you to go and look at it. It's in the middle of the other flags. And so with that being said, I want to introduce you to Mr. Ben. Hey, he is a creator of the Juneteenth flag. He is a native of Stanford, Connecticut. He relocated to Boston, Massachusetts. But in 1970, he formed an alliance with two local leaders. Together, they worked to fight crime in the most dangerous area of the city. And of course, that made a great impact on the city. Now, Ben created a flag and established a Juneteenth organization. And in 2000, he held his first flag raising ceremony in John Elliott Square in Boston. So I just wanted to let you know that before we have an opportunity to have a conversation with him, find out why he wanted to do this, how it came about, and what he thought the influences were to make him decide to do this. So for those that live in Philadelphia, I want you to know that federal government claimed deemed Juneteenth as a federal holiday on June 17, 2021. And of course, on June 6, our mayor declared it a paid holiday in the city of Philadelphia. So that is really exciting to know. So, Ben? Yes. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing okay for a Thursday. <laughs> I know that's right. So listen, I yeah. want you to tell me about Hesse Hate. Hesse, you mean? Yes, Hesse. Hesse. You use you're using my first name, huh? <laughs> I want to know who this person. Tell me about him. My father, his name was uh, Hesse. Oh, so and, you're a junior? Yeah, that's right. And they called my father. You know, people that got to know him called him Hess. Oh, okay. So the so, spelling of the spelling of the name, you know, a lot of people have to be told because it starts off with the letters H A S S I E, but it's not pronounced the way it looks. It's uh, the A is like a, a, a E, I guess. Oh, exciting! Yes. Almost like that oil, like oil company in the gas. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so when did you become Ben, or the Boston Ben? Well, that that comes from my middle name, which is Benjamin. Oh, wow. So I recall one of my earlier teachers, I don't know what grade it was, but it was very early, third grade maybe, saying that when she saw my name, uh, Hesse, she thought, well, maybe we should call you by your middle name. And that's what I remember how it started. Everybody started calling me Ben. Oh, and you adopted that, right? Well, I took to it. it, it it's uh, also uh, uh, the name of another family member, which is my grandfather. His oh. name was, so I had my father's and my grandfather's names. Huh. North Carolina. North Carolina Tar Heels, they were. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. So listen, so tell me a little bit about uh, what were the influences that moved you to create a flag? Well, I'm glad you, you're asking me that, Christina, because you, you kind of give me the, a feeling of uh, <clears throat> what it was to be, to be raised in a house with my mother. She, I, you know, it's hard for me to define her other than because I was just a child when she, you know, she was raising me and I realized as an adult what kind of person she was. So, but she, she was like a lot of mothers, you know, you're just glad that they're there because they, they give you so much comfort and confidence. And I was instilled with that because of my mother, Virginia, who hails from the state of Virginia. And uh, we, uh, our family was living in Stanford, as you said earlier, and we would go south for vacations during the summertime, maybe staying for a week or sometimes a little longer. And my mother's family uh, was living in Blackstone, Virginia. Some of them left that part of Virginia and went and moved to another part of Virginia. But her youngest sister, Aunt Anna, my Aunt Anna, <laughs> no. uh, we we were staying at her a home, which was a farm, you know, had, had all the things you think about, you know, the animals, the pigs and the so forth. They, they grew tobacco. It, you know, it wasn't a huge farm, but it was a farm. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm getting to is uh, one day when I was down there on, on our vacation, I, I overheard my mother talking to her sister, my aunt Anna. I don't know what room it was. It could have been the kitchen. I was I was very young at the time. I heard that that's what children do. They overhear conversations. They learn. You know, you're not even thinking that they're listening, and they are. So I were I was one of those listening, and I heard the name Juneteenth, and I just said that's interesting. You know, uh, I never heard that before, and I, I realize now as an adult, it just may be not significant, but my aunt Anna's husband's name was June. They called him Junie. So maybe that had something to do with me retaining that name Juneteenth over the course of decades, because after many decades, I'm living in Boston now, and uh, not now, but at the time when I overhear another conversation with some of the adults, I I don't even remember who they were, and I heard the name again, Juneteenth, so it, it just it registered in my memory. Just it's amazing when I think about it. How did I put that together with you know way back maybe back in the fifties? But any in any case, I decided to look into what the word meant. I really didn't know, and so I found out. And I said, this is a really important. It's no wonder I'm hearing it in two parts of the country. One as a youth, one as an adult. So uh, I had a little experience when I worked in New York City for uh, six years working for an advertising agency. So I, I retained some of the knowledge that I acquired at the advertising agencies and marketing agencies. I knew how important it is to have I- images for services mm-hmm. and products and so forth. So I thought it would be important to have a symbol or an image for the Juneteenth celebration or a holiday because 
at the time, I believe it was Texas that was just, uh, they were scheduling activities for Juneteenth. They started it because of what happened in Galveston, Texas, when General Granger came there to uh, announce that the slaves were free two and a half years after President Lincoln uh, gave the Emancipation Proclamation. So that was important that they received their freedom and they decided, you know, to make a long story short, they decided to acknowledge that date, June 19th. 1865 it was and right so 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 in that even in that the the slaves were free everywhere besides Galveston Texas mm-hmm. so who the cavalry that went in there to give the notification to the slaves mm-hmm. were they weren't they the black cavalry you know you, you would come up with a question I could not <laughs> able to answer that would be, I don't know, the answer to that question. I, now, I no longer have to look into it just like I looked into what Juneteenth was. So that's what I'm going to do with your question. Christina. Oh, good job. Good job. I think I came upon that. So even even in that, so when you did the, when you decided you were going to do the flag and um, you were going to get it, what was, and I already, I already know this question, but I'm just going to um, let you give me the answer for it. What does the flag symbolize? Okay. I can tell you that. <laughs> Okay, we don't have to research that one because I already did that. So I start with, we can start with the star, which is uh, in the center of the flag, which has two meanings. One, it represents the state of Texas, the Lone Star State, where Juneteenth began and was, you know, started as a celebration for freedom and independence for the African American people. So that star has at least two meanings right there. And, of course, it represents, I, maybe I said the Lone Star State, and also represents us, the stars on the American flag. That one star represents the, the African-American people that are living in other states, who were living in other states, and, li- and are living in many states now and will be in the future. The, this mm-hmm. flag has, I, I guess I've put into it signs that represents the African-American ancestors, as well as their descendants, which we are, and also the descendants' children, which would would be in the future. So I wanted wanted to make sure that this flag was something they, they could relate to. So with the star, we have the outburst of the star as in the word Nova, which I looked into when I was developing the flag, the Nova, I was familiar with the word on PBS television, but I, I, I found out in that new, a new beginning, a new star, something just happening. So I wanted to convey that as a result as the star bursting from the horizon, which we have on the flag with the, the red, white, and blue, and the, and, the, and the red has a curve, the red color has a curve as to give the star a, a feeling of the star is rising, mm-hmm. rising from the even though it may not look it, it's rising to to it's rising from the heavens because it's rising into the color blue, and and the flag is red, white, and blue because that's the way it it came out. And well, from your analogy, it seems that it would that makes great sense. And I know and I know that when you were here on Monday and you talked, you said something about a new flag, new Africans, both born 
in America. Well, yeah, that I'm glad you said that, Christina, because I I feel maybe maybe it's me just have my personal relationship with African American people. You know, my whole whole life, I've seen just what they've gone through in my lifetime, and, and learned what our ancestors have, have had to uh, go through. I I guess what what was your last comment? Um, new flag, new Africans, both birds. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got it. I remember. You had, we, we are, I believe we are, we're not, sometimes we're not acknowledged for a lot of things, our people are not acknowledged for our worth, our contributions. Many of us know this. So sometimes it gets lost because we're so still struggling for uh, equality in this country, what this country uh, espouses to uh, give people who live here and so we 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 are, i believe we're we are a new people even even though i said at the flag raising ceremony i feel that we are representatives of our ancestors and mm-hmm. sometimes maybe people think i get carried away with that and i say we we are our yes, ancestors are. yes and we are sometimes you know we 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 we've had such a struggle in this country that I think Juneteenth hopefully will give African American people their identity, the identity that they of who they are and and, and their worth and their and their humanity and all that that goes with them. And I, I like what what Vice President Kamala Harris said at one of her uh, events. She spoke out and was the media covered it. She said, "We're living in a new era." Mm-hmm. And, I feel the same way when she said it, it, it resonated with me because I said, yeah, this is a new era of just a lot of people don't unfortunately want to try to understand it. They're resisting the, the transition, which I believe has come from, from our creator. And I don't want to leave our creator, our spiritual God out of what that contribution was to the flag. I believe that it was a result of a spiritual uh, feeling that I, that came from somewhere and I attributed it to our God that caused, that gave me the impetus to develop this flag. I don't, that's where I look back on it. I said, I don't know how, how I did, did this. Just like a lot of things in my life. I wonder how I did something or got through. And I, like many of our people have said, it's, it's, it's God that's, that help that's helping us. It's help. God has helped us to get this far in in history and, and we we're going to we're going to continue what our, uh, to do accomplish what our ancestors couldn't accomplish. Yes, because you know what? And we often talk about our children um on the show I do on my segment and talk about where they are and and where they're going and I just believe that if our children don't know where they came from and who their ancestors were and how important it was to understand the sacrifices that they went through for you to even enjoy some of the amenities that you uh, are experiencing today, whether it is uh, full-blown or not, the fact is, is that it definitely didn't just appear. It is the uh, spirituality um, that our ancestors showed even to survive. And so um, so I just think it was just, it was just a wonderful display of uh, character, 
and of the fact that we do have ancestors and we do have a history and we did come from somewhere. And so it's just been for so long that people did not um, embrace um, our what our history was. Our history was changed. It was it was not told. The truth was not told about what our history was. It was made so that we didn't have an identity. And so at this point, it was so exciting and encouraging to know that even in today's time and the things that are going on in today's time, it's not too late for our children and our adults to find out where they came from, who their ancestors were, what happened that cut the, for them to even come uh, far enough to teach you so that you could go further. So I just think that we're in periods of history that um, our children and our children's children are going to look back and we will become their ancestors. And so we want to make sure that we could put um, ourselves in a place of perpetual learning and being able to share that because Africans and African-Americans are great storytellers. And if we don't tell the stories... Christina, yes, you just said something that made me think about what I was feeling when I was in Philadelphia with, with all of you. Mm-hmm. And, and you just said something that made me think. I, I kind of I felt I was, I don't want to choose the wrong way of saying this, but I felt like I was a part of a continuation of what our ancestors did. And we, we'll, I never felt that as strong as I did when, when I was in Philadelphia the, just the last few days. I, I felt a part of history. Yeah. It just... It, it is still culminating with, within me, you know, how significant it was for me to, to come to, to Philadelphia and experience not only just the, the flag raising, but being around uh, you and, and, and Crystal and Miss Tony and, uh, of course, Tamara. Mm-hmm. And Ms. Was Bradley was his last name. I don't know. I can't remember. William. William. William, the photographer. Yeah. Yes. The photographer. I, I remember all of you. And I, I will always re- remember all of you. I may have left, left some people out, but it was an extraordinary experience for me. Well, and that's because we love you and we um, and we cherish you, um, whether God used you or not to put us in another place, in a place where we uh, desperately need to be. We definitely need to be in a place that is something that is ours and that we could um, we could embrace and we could be proud about and our children could be proud about based mm-hmm. on the history of the flag itself um, and how you let God use you to yes. be able to come through that. That takes a lot to, to say, well, listen, I'm going to do this, not even believing what how large it would become uh, to the point where the flag would be the symbol of a national holiday and so our children can embrace it and each time something can happen from it so guess what we're going to go on a break for just a few minutes and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the new endeavors that you are doing we'll be right back this is yours truly, Dr. Christina Williams. This is the Primetime Power Show from a woman's perspective.
Okay, you guys, thank you for sticking around. This is just so exciting. And this is something that you're going to cherish for the rest of your life because this is definitely some of our history in the making. So, Mr. Ben, yes, tell me Dr. a little. <laughs> oh, my God. We have handles, don't we? <laughs> so, what is, what is your endeavor now? I heard that you were doing something that is definitely going to help us sustain all of this information that you gave us so far. Well, you know, it's one, this, this may not, what I'm going to say may not address your question, but it's something you said earlier about what our people should look forward to. And I, I know there are people like you in, in, in Philadelphia and elsewhere in the country and, and the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation. We want to become, we want to relate more to uh, people who are from Africa, who are Africans. There were Africans at, at, in Philadelphia when I went there that I met celebrating mm-hmm. Juneteenth. And I think we, we need to reach out and try to work with the African organizations in this country so that we can get to know not only our history, which you mentioned, but to get to know other people from Africa who who were brought over here to South America, to to the Caribbean and elsewhere. That part of our history has been broken up and we we need to mend it. And we've had people who have not wanted us to relate to our, our relatives and uh, the, the the people who came uh, came from the same place we came we came from because that that's strength and that's power and that's something that many people have wanted to deny us and, and that is what is what's come out as, of the uh, what people call white supremacy. I know it. I remember it being used when I was in Boston. I worked with someone who used the term in meetings and gatherings, and it made people feel uncomfortable. And because it did, it made me a little uncomfortable. But he was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. And it was another, that was another thing that made me think, you know, God is guiding me, uh, helping me try to help our people. It's and the other thing is, I, I know I'm not addressing your, your last question, but I just want to say something about my mother. When when the flag was finally completed, the, the design, I remember bringing it to Stanford, Connecticut and showing it to my mother. And I didn't know at the time how, when she was smiling, when she saw the flag and told her what it what, what the flag represented, I, re, I realized that she, you know, that was... My mother in that conversation when I was a child, she was pleased that I had done something about what she knew about as my as my mother, as my parents who, who mm-hmm. raised me. She was pleased. And that pleases me just to tell you that. Oh, wow. That, and it pleases me um, because sometimes we think our children are not paying attention. They're paying attention. Yes, just, that's, um, yes, I've learned that from my grandchildren. <laughs> that's right. They're like sponges. They remember what you said when you don't even remember what you said. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so they come back with us. And, and um, oh. Derek has a small child, too. So I know he knows exactly what we're talking about when we talk about. Yes, they, indeed. It sounds like they've been here before. Yeah, you better watch so what listen, you say. <laughs> that, I'm telling you, it will come back. It will come back. So I am so excited to understand that you are um, you're writing a book of your uh, memoirs. And, and we I can't wait for it to be finished. Um, well, and, I don't know what is, what's going on. Well. Yeah, that's a project that I I want to do. Uh, hopefully, God will help me accomplish it. 
One thing that God helped me with was it, you mentioned two people that I, I worked with in Boston in, in, in crime prevention. And one of them was a woman named Georgette Watson, mm-hmm. who hails from Philadelphia. And she, she was extraordinary, you know, very, very talented, a lot of, a lot of skills. She, she knew she just was phenomenal. And she, she made me, you know, she, made me part of what she was trying to do. And she's very much responsible for me uh, being where I am right now. She even said something to me one time when when she knew I was working on the flag. She said something very positive to me. And when I look back on it, I just, I realized, you know, she was an exceptional woman. Mm -hmm. She was exceptional. and And I miss her. Everybody loved her. I am so glad to hear that. Yep. I'm so glad to hear that. So from Philadelphia. Yes. She, she knew a lot of celebrities, you know, because yeah. they gravitated to her, including President uh, George Bush. Wow. He gave, he gave her an award, one of the one of the thousand points of life. Wow. Uh, would meet him at the airport. I'll never forget that. We were watching on TV when he came to Boston. She was there to greet him. What? Like I was there to greet you at 30th Street? Just like that. Just, <laughs> just like you greeted me. Yep. <laughs> at 30th Street. So, well, Mr. Ben, our time is, is winding down, and I am so, because I could do this for hours. But I appreciate it, and I thank you from the bottom of our heart, from each and every one of us from the Juneteenth family, and also from the city of Philadelphia, and from the nation, that you are... Uh, you paid attention to what God said to you. You got it done. You um, engaged your mom's um, input when you were very young into your storyline. And so I just believe that, of course, your duties are not finished. You have some wonderful other things to do. But I thank you for encouraging me to be able to have a platform to talk about where we came from, where we are, and where we're going. So. I want to say good night to you. And I'm, going not, to, and I'm going to pray for your blessed city. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So, everybody, I just want you to know that Mr. Ben loves us, and right. so do I. And I love you, and so does he. So, from the Primetime Power Show, this is Dr. Christina Williams from A Woman's Perspective. See you next week on Thursday with another special guest.